Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're on the transmission on the Pagans Tonight Radio Network, and we're reporting from you live. Absolutely live from convocation as me and Don have secretly brought ourselves out here to this event. And for the first time, we're out here and we're really enjoying ourselves. So, uh, if you haven't been out there before, convocation. I'm, and we're out at the Pagan Tonight Radio. If you hear the drumming back in the background, the minute they had the, our, some of our favorite performers, Dragon Ritual Drummers. Um, and I'll be playing a piece of that from them in a few minutes for you. But they were out here today doing a big concert. Our friend Michelle. Jay, uh is out here promoting her new psychic intuition card, you know, beyond the Zenner card. So she, we're hoping to have her on our show here shortly in the future. Um, so we're out here with all sorts of great people. So this is the Pegasus Tonight Radio. So if you hear me in the traffic, I'm actually in the thick of action because you know that's where I'm always at, in the thick of things to do. And, you know, we've always talked about our positive energy in the world. And yet today we're going to be talking on our show about pagans and politics. Is it worth the fight? And what am I talking about? Well, well, here at Convocation, I've been kind of looking at the, the, the movement as we've become part of our movement and the, the idea of the beautiful witch, the beautiful power, the beautiful angle of it as protester. And that is really evident here at, uh, um, amongst the youth here. And as you know, I, you know um, the Parkland shooting this week really put another burden on us, put another heart on us. But one of the things that is coming out, and I want to make it clear, is that this is the promised youth rising. I've been predicting it. I've been telling you guys it's time for the millennials to rise. Now the ears are rising. This is a no more, no more can't stand attitude. And it's deeply, and when people argue with me that it's deeply religious, of course it is. And then this is, is the beginning of the pagan fight. The fight is going on in the pagan community. And everybody thinks it's, oh, because of uh, being Democrat or Republican. No, it's about being in the orthodox industrial world. That is composed of the idea of law and order, and the society basically based on freedom and diversity. To give you a good example of what I'm talking about, when when the older people, when older people actually do a fa- have a favor done for them, right? Have a favor done for them, and somebody compliments them, they say thank you. And people get really mad at this, but there's an important, a crucially important. But when a millennial gets compliments for doing something, they say no problem. Now, what does that mean? Well, in the older generation, no gratitude was, was no gratitude was expected. You were not expected to help anybody. So, therefore, you gave them a thank you, and you know, you said, you know, thank you for the compliment because you didn't necessarily you thanked them for it. And they replied, well, no problem, you know, that sort of thank you. A millennial, every expectation, they already know that they're supposed to help you. There's, you know, there's not just anything. They know you're supposed to help people, and the no problem means it was no burden to me. I really appreciated doing that. So the angle of where the older people wanted gratitude and sort of this groveling, old-fashioned thank you and politeness, the millennials have absorbed these very strong interests, and they're answering not like, oh, you're supposed to help people. We all know that. So why should you be you know, complimenting me for doing what I'm expected to? And the answer of no problem. You can understand that. You can understand where the pagan community has a lot of hope, a lot of energy, 
and why these Me Too's movement, this this energy towards the feminine, the energy of it, why the witch is becoming the protest movement of the day. How do you how do you how do you understand it? Well, it's simple. Have empathy, diversity, and believe literally in what you say. Do you believe that magic can change the world? Do you believe spell work builds a record? Do you think that making a prayer to the world to let them know how you feel has a value? And if you do, then you'll understand people who are using it in political protest. The anti-Trump, the anti-NRA, which has actually been very interesting. NRA has got more boycotts than anyone else. This fight in our community, though, oh, we have the right to a gun. This sort of orthodoxy of everything that maintains a structure of oppression on our system, especially that says we are going to reburden our children with even more militancy, with even more weapons, with having their teachers armed. And these kids are saying, no, why should we not be allowed to live in a peaceful world? And, and the pagan world is now split into these two fights. You have your pro-Hillary people, your anti-Hillary people. You have these really radical nuts in our – and I think there's – and I think they're nuts, but they have a route to do it, to very sensible gun owners, to non-gun owners, to the ones who want to take the guns away from everybody. Our community is full of these people. But what is this – but this is where we're at. So we're fighting within ourselves, trying to restore it. But let's make sure we're fighting the right fight. I don't care if you're pro-guns or anti-guns. I don't care if you're, you know, pro-American flag and law and order and not pro-flag and order. Let's, at the end of the day, remember our one job, our one purpose, the reason that we transmit everything is that we believe ultimately every human being is Gaia's child. If they're not Gaia's child, then why are we doing this? Is every human being sacred or not? That should be our guiding light in all our politics. How we serve the sacred, we can argue about. But we must make a commitment that all life is sacred as a pagan. If you're not making that commitment, I don't care. I don't want to be with you. I don't want to talk your politics. I don't want to be there because I don't think you have the right truth for our community to going forward. Every human being is sacred. Every human being has a purpose. Every being is a light. And they may not agree with us. You may not agree with you. They may not do everything that you want them to, but they have a right to be. And they have a right from freedom from violence. They have a right of freedom to earn a living. They have a right to do their art, their creativity. And it's not against you. It's for them. And you have equally the right, so you should be happy. And I'm sorry, but this is where the political fight is because I have seen a very prominent pagan woman of our community, several of them now, the older sex, I'm not going to call them out. I did. They'd get really mad at me, and they wouldn't work with me right now. But at least three of them have called out the younger anti-Trump witches of Salem who are using witchcraft to bind Trump in a secular way. They're calling them silly. They call them childish. These are women, pagan high priest women, women, a leadership in our company, calling these people silly and childish and not really understanding the activity, not understanding what they're doing. And yet these these young women, women, not girls, I'm learning, yes, I've heard you, I heard you, I heard you, I heard you, I know, my bad habit. Keep me on me. Keep me honest on this. Mm-hmm. 
these young women have a very strong sense of what they're doing. And by doing these protests and unified motions, these synchronized activities, it doesn't matter if it actually hacks them. It shows them that they're able to share a collective anger and express it to begin social activity to begin to change the voting patterns for them. This is the truth of the, of the anti-Trump binding witches. It begins to show that they can bind together, they can combine their forces into creating a situation in which everybody hears them. They are being heard by the newspapers. They're being interviewed by the radio. They're being noticed and being allowed to give their angles. When have witches have ever been asked over their political position? When? A handful of people. Phyllis Rodgers did it on O'Reilly. There's been a Kazi Budapest has done CNN. And so I don't want to hear this from anyone So that they, these, these young ladies are doing something wrong. I think they're doing something absolutely correctly. They did the witch protest, which I filmed back in, in Trump Tower, um, back before the election. And people were so mad about that. They jumped salt. They did salt in the public square. And they, I just thought they were so brave and so good for doing this. Um, and they were saying, well, are you actual witches? Because we're using the witch as a symbol. And they were refusing to name themselves completely as witches as, as what they wanted. Because they, they knew what they wanted. They wanted to criticize them. Oh, make them into scary things. This is no, this is our protest. We want you to know how angry we are. So if magic is supposed to express change in the world, premise, transmission, magic is supposed to bring change in the world. Two, the media of the, of the age is a communicative tool of the gods. The gods communicate best through social media and everything else in the collective will. And beautiful outfits here at Convocation. Remember, I'm still at Convocation. If you're hearing me at Convocation, I'm down in the lobby. So, okay. If so, number one, if magic brings change in the world, two, you voice the change that you want, three, you put the energy you need behind it, and four, you get a result. And if media is a way, a place that you get the result, you begin letting people know that you disagree, and then you can begin switching the vote and the basic concept of our society, of memes and the culture. And these young ladies, these women, are absolutely dead correct in their politics. They're using exceptional tools, exceptional energy to give their voice to the community. So that's it. I mean, I don't know how else, how else to phrase it. So, and when these old, so the fight in our community, and is it worth it? I don't know. But before we get to this end of the show, I want to know if it's worth it. You know, go on uh, Peggy Snag Radio and tell, tell me. Uh, we're going to be able to do that. Uh, Don Lewis, Reverend Don Lewis is sitting next to me tonight. Is going to be absolutely um, on there. He's going to picture there. Go on and tell us what you think. But I'm going to be absolutely on the next piece here. I'm going to take a bit of a break here. As soon as I can find out one of this, I'm going to play Dragon Reel Drummers, Bombay Hollywood Bop. What? Yeah, that's right. That's what I want. And I will be back in 4.53 minutes. And when I come back, I'm going to tell you the other side of this war, why the baby boomers are fighting, baby boomers are fighting for the survival of the pagan community to keep it small and exclusive, and why they're afraid of what's about to happen next.
And we're back on the Pegasus Night Radio Network with Edgar Allan the Transmission. And we're live from Convocation, where we're seeing so many great people. And we've had such a great time. If you really want to see some of the people at Don's meeting, go to the Reverend Don Lewis's uh, Facebook page, and he's been posting there. Um, I want to congratulate uh, Elizabeth Hamilton and Phoenix. What's the Phoenix's last name? Phoenix Williams, Don's right here, for doing some really good video this week. And uh, uh, Liz started out with doing the Ask a Witch today at noon. Amazingly well. But Phoenix Williams was the uh, breakout this week. Let me go ahead and talk about that. So Phoenix Williams went on to the Karelian Hub, and I saw him doing it live accidentally, doing the Mars Oil Ritual, doing a Mars Oil. And I shared it off onto Ritual uh, so that people can see it live. But he was doing the oil live on Facebook. I was so proud of them. And another person I want to call out, but no, I know, Ayesha, who has now been doing her ritual of her temple live on Facebook. We're transmitting more than we've ever transmitted before. And I'm telling you, the transmission is coming. If you're going to join us, if you're going to be a part of the next wave of the movement, join me, join the transmission. We're beginning to transmit. And guess what? The crystals are singing. The voices are necessary. The change is coming. When the spiral dance arrives, the crystals will be blazing, and we will see a change that will affect the world. Remember, the sign has come is the spiral dance. And when the spiral dance arrives, when the world dances the spiral dance with us all, when all the people of all faiths come together to do one spiral dance, in that moment, and when they do it upon an all hallowed night, that is the prophecy that I lay down before you. It will change the way the world works. The transmission is coming. We are broadcasting from there. We're already there. You know it. You've been following this project. So remember, the transmission is everything. And talking about the transmission, so the real political fight I am telling you that we are in right now in the pagan community is so generational, but it is about a single concept, embarrassment. We worked so hard to get ourselves so acceptable that we must do everything to look mundane so we don't threaten the mystic. Yes, we have committed the crime of accepting security over liberty, and we deserve neither. Yes, our leadership has gotten to the point where they're more protective of their alleged legacy, their ideology of being small little messiahs almost, leading themselves and withdrawing their communities, fracturing it, breaking it apart, having to go on Patreon and charge us as big for a dollar a year after 55 years of service. What? A dollar a month. Overrun Zell. Now give him some bloody money. Come on. Overrun Zell is a perfect example of this. Where is the Church of All Worlds now? Leading Church of it. The man who coined the phrase pagan for everybody to use. Where is he? He is begging on Patreon. Is this a working model for us? I honor the man. man. Nobody's worked harder for him at times than I have. 77 radio shows on Pegasus Night Radio. Green Egg Magazine helped him rebuild Green Egg Magazine. Grace, we helped him with some of the basic coding and gave him the basic concept. I have been laughing to his face for what I was doing last time. And he has opened up museums and schools and everything else. Where's the land he promised us? I'm angry. At that community member, where is it? And then I saw this week he had the nerve to go on the Patreon, asking for a dollar a month from everybody, begging like a homeless person on the internet. 
that's ridiculous. There's something that failed in our community in a major way. Isaac Bonowitz died because he didn't get enough medical attention. He died because he could not get the community to reach out for him. He died because the community neglected him. I said this before, and I'm saying it tonight. So when you talk about it, when I see a, 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 a God-given voice, the God literally told this person to go out and change the world, they're more interested in how to write books and how to basically carry out their mission than actually preaching. My God, if I had the God tell me to do something directly, I would do it. Oh, wait, you know I have, and that's why I'm on this radio show tonight. You know, we have women feminists who are fighting against the transgenders, transgender community, because they don't want to see them as women. And instead of just saying, okay, we have our differences and kind of letting it change and alter, they're fighting it so they never get accepted. The older generation is now fighting to have permanent rules like goddamn Catholic priests setting the base of a long-term religion, and we're now in the battle politically. Hillary, Trump, that's not our fight. Our fight is human dignity. Our fight isn't, oh, who, which, which of the political parties are we like? Are we going to go get a Ron Paul election because he loves gold interests? Or is it the gold that we have to carry in our heart that transforms our souls to allow us to cast positive light so that we help the homeless, so we help our own, so that we can live in a sustainable world? My God, I, I, I don't even know how to say it. You know, are we here to create value for our people? You know what I do by day. I take trash, feed it to worms, and make soil because we know everybody's crying. The goddess is crying because she wants better skin. So what I did is I decided I was going to help her create skin. That is a proactive piece. And is that valuable? It's a multi-billion dollar industry. But if you talk to our elders in the community, the only goddamn job you can have is make soap, make crystals, make jewelry, make hats. Oh, my God. I just went into the merchant room the convocation. It's the same merchant room I've been in every other conference. And I love those people. And uh, Witch and Famous Agency really wants to help you with these products. You should be in the mainstream. I think you're right. I think you're correct with your product. I think that it's important if you do a good job of it. But don't confine yourself only to that. So, so Elizabeth Hamill, which in the agency, decided she wasn't a tarot reader. And being a priestess is a very hard job to make a living at. So what is she going to do? She's going to get work for others. So she's a good talker. She's a good networker. She's a good supporter. And she's a good saleswoman. So what did she decide to do? Something different. Um, next uh, next Tuesday, I will be on John's Anastasia's second path. And he's asking me a lot of questions. Oh, my God, I've never been asked this question. And he's doing Reiki. He's changing the way the pattern works. So what do we do? So all energy, all transmissions are based on patterns. Frequency and the strength of the frequency. So we're constantly changing the frequency. So let's change it out there. I'm telling you that the political fight coming here is about the older generation no longer wanting to be embarrassed. They want you to have their initiation. They want you to accept their accreditation as the essential legacy of the community. They really are begging to be the Dawn Star ancestors. And I'm telling you, we are the Dawn Star ancestors. We're at, we're at the next creation of five. You know how I feel. And the way they're trying to do it 
and I'm begging all of you to listen to me and all you leadership. Back down. Let me tell you. Let's talk to me, and let's get these millennials in there to tell you what they want from you so you stop shoving them down and treating them like girls, treating them as the women of honor that they deserve to be. And the young men are getting worse because so many people, how many of, of these women are now saying, oh, witches uh, have to be female. Why has this come up again? I thought we beat this trope. I thought that men could be witches too. And the young men who are witches are getting burdened with the term warlock or this or that or as imposers of the, of the will on the male will. So we're punishing the men for being supportive of women, their young women, seeing themselves as purely equal with no distinction, even to the point of fluidity of gender and gender roles. And what do we have to say? Oh, they're unstructured. They don't understand. They need the duality. We're not giving them permission to do what we've said from the last three generations. Find your own spirituality and live your traditions. No, as they near death, I've seen it now so many times, as the older generation starts nearing the end of their youthful service, when they know they're about to be withdrawn from the circuit, that they're going to be having to stop and slow down and live at their houses more often. As they're about to do, like Buckland passed away last year, they're feeling the mortality of it is, and they don't know. Just like good Christian ministers, doubt is creeping into their hearts. Doubt is beginning to eat at the elder edge of our community. And as they feel neglected, as Oberon is obviously feeling neglected, please, people, let's talk about the Oberon situation. I really want to talk about the Oberon situation. I want to have a show about it. I want, because I think Oberon is the biggest example in our community of both what is right and wrong. He is the father of our community, and we reflect it. If you, so many people tell me, oh, the father of paganism. You can argue that with me. I'm not saying that it is absolutely 100%, but he is one of the founding fathers. Green egg is an essential tool. Where is it available? Why are we not seeing the historical documents? Why are we not seeing Oberon's history? Why don't we have him somewhere teaching us our history to our children? Aren't we supposed to be respecting our elders? Isn't it really the important thing? Shouldn't he be right now through our world of webinars and transmissions, sitting in his temple, being paid to tell our children's story of how this all began? You want to know what you should be doing on Patreon? That's what you should be paying him for. Paying Oberon Zell to teach our children our story. No, we're not teaching that at all. What fucking morons are we at some time? And yes, Pam can yell at me, but if this is a PG-13 show, I'm sure I change the setting. Um, so yeah, it is. So let's talk about the Oberon Zell situation and the political situation, because what's happening to Oberon Zell is happening to the rest of our community. And doubt is getting in, and so now they're trying to use authoritarian methods and sort of these, like, I own the tradition, so therefore you have to follow me, and they're not respecting in any way the rights and the burdens of these young people, not only to share in that. And now I'm going to tell you the third and final piece. And it's going to tell you where the real, why the fight is already lost and why we're about to get into the even bigger fight than you can possibly imagine. That's right. The, the real fight's coming. And so in that, I am so 
so excited, so utterly, utterly frightened. So much waiting because I hear the transmission and there's a lot of crackle in it. We have to get our message refined. We have to understand our frequency and start living in our vibration because you can taste it coming. There is about to come at all. And remember, all you have to do is to just be a part of this. It's simply that I hear the transmission, I send the transmission, I am with the transmission, and I want to make sure my transmission, my voice is heard. Remember, we're not simply voices in the air. We're a chorus, a musician playing with the music of the spheres. We are the occidental engineers who are actually building time and space from our reality by observation. We are the quantum magicians who stand at the edge of time, ready and waiting to cast a transmission that will save ourselves from all of this or bring us down to an end. At least we will have had a good run when we turn the planet to a fucking cinder. Or we will turn it all into paradise. We have no choice. The fight is on, and that is what we're facing. So we're here in the day and age of the transmission of the cycle of what we are. We are now facing exactly what we need. And I am fine looking for this one little song, and, of course, I'm not finding it. I love the music in the background. So we're on vocation, um, and we're here live. So we're going to be here Saturday, I guess Sunday as well. So if you see us, stop. You need a picture with us, stop. Stop us. Remember, we, you know, I would be a, and guess what? I will reject no one if they want a picture. I promise you, if you come up to me, it's a really big deal. I will take pictures with you. Yes, I will. Now, Don is here, too. Don's easy about that stuff. He, he loves everybody. Everybody loves Don. You know, I'm a little more prickly. And, yes, I even made a commitment to, to others that I will accept people who want to hug me. Yes, you want to come up and hug me. I no matter how difficult it is, we'll accept that because I've made a, a cockle moment, yes. We're almost there. One of my favorite songs, I think it really speaks well to this. Gnomes, come on. And here we go. You're going to be hearing uh first song we're going to play tonight, Celia, Everyday Goddess. Now I know about Bill. And he says, Everyday Goddess. She's a mother up to work. She is driving in her car. She's a goddess in the elevator, rising like a star. They say she's working like a man, but they don't understand. She's dancing with the goddess in her heart. She's that woman on the Can she? 
to the everyday goddesses Cecilia that goes out there every day and I just I'm so proud of seeing so many everyday goddesses and so let us come to the real answer so everybody has already said okay so we've talked about the millennials who want who are so angry and so in need of change and who are no so in need of being to refine the world that they're about to be oppressed by literally they're talking about putting guns in their schools metal detectors in the streets, they are about to make an armed camp of our youth, of our young people. If they do not stop it, we're going to, you ask, where is this administration, concentration camps are coming? They're coming to our schools. He, literally, our president said this week he wants to turn our schools into concentration camps. Arming the teachers from the inside, snipers on the roof. What are we saying? We're going to turn our schools into concentration camps. You ask where they begin, and they're going to begin them in our schools. If these children do not protest, if our young witches do not stand up now, they will be burned. We are now threatening them with burning them. And on the other side, that our elders are so unwilling to see this, see this burden on them. And, you know, the world is burning. They told everybody the world is burning. You knew that the world was burning. Where is the most important Place. Where's our nature sanctuary? I'm going to talk about that, but I'm going to get into it. So this is the fight. Embarrassment on one end, anger on the other, and the unwillingness to accept that we have a voice. I was in a classroom today where somebody says 80% of my workforce at Home Depot is pagan at my shop. I'm going to places where I'm seeing more than one pagan. We're more than one person out there. We're by the hundreds, and we're so embarrassed and so afraid, and we've been kowtowed by our belief that they, we're going to be destroyed. That it, and we ignored the victories of our heroes, like Selena Fox, who went out there. Our heroes, like Arson, who's out, Arson Corbin, who's out, been out in Parliament. We ignored Phyllis Carrot, who's out there in the world. We're out there ignoring Thorne Coyle, out there in the world. I have so many of you like to name who are out there being heroes. And so what do we do? We cut them off and embarrass them by not giving them the fucking support they need. Why aren't we having their support they need? Why aren't we supporting their channels? Why aren't we seeing more of their information? I mean, my gosh, why are we not backing these people more? Well, the reason is is that it's either we're slacktivists, we're liars, we're hypocrites, or most important, we're 
simply afraid. We're simply afraid that if I give my energy, all of my energy, as I'm doing for you tonight, if I don't give, if I gave all my energy and I saw no change, I saw no result, I got no attention, no energy, no thinking, no pattern, nothing. Would it have been worth it? And that fear of nothing, that fear of absolute nothing, of not changing it, is much more powerful, much stronger. That feeling of rejection is so much stronger that it's not even worth of the microscopic chance you might be successful. Not to the fact that not only can we be successful, we should be extremely successful. So to give you how powerful our image is, and, uh, we just put out a, about two weeks ago, I put out a piece that has had 16 witch hats. And they're all just numbered. And all it said is, which hat is you, yours? It's now been shared over 2,000 times. There you go. Over 2,000 times. And over 300,000 people have viewed it. And there's over 9,800 comments. Now, some people think, well, that's kind of viral and kind of un- unappointed. I'm saying shows us a really good example of how much stronger than we are, how recognizable we are. The society knows we're there. They know that what we're doing. They know that they want the story. And, you know, this is where I think the biggest, the biggest fight happened. So in the 80s, we want accreditation. We started in our own media to get our story out. In the 90s, we really pressed in the press to be fair to us to give us the news stories equal to the Christian groups. In the early 2000s, we said, hey, we should be all, we should, you know, you should be reporting on us. And the internet made sure that you should be covering us equal to all of them. And then, oh, my God, 2010 comes. What happened? We got our own voices. Pegasus Night Radio, we got our own voices. But when, where's all those people who want their news stories? Why are all the leaders who beg the mainstream press to cover them now not? We shouldn't have the power to tell our own story. Well, we have as much power as the Washington Post the New York Times, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. The Daily Cell Network is as powerful and has as many tools as they have to report. Where is our news story? Why did you surrender leadership? Why did you surrender need for news stories? Why did you surrender telling our story and reporting from our events and telling us what you're doing? Why did you stop? Because the, because the burden went from the media to you. Because it went from you being given and made feel special to having to do the work. Because nobody, nobody does the news anymore. No one's sending out the press releases anymore. No one's trying to be cross-comment. Oh, my God. Why isn't our leadership being invited to those panels on those major networks? But screw that. Any good video can blow away a CNN broadcast any day of the week. You can go out right now. We did a tiny show today. It's already over 2,000 views. Okay? I know people who spent $3 million to get eight hours of television and ended up being sold by only about 300,000 people. Sean did a great job. There's a little guy in here, and he basically talked about it. Today, he goes out and he says, I do a two-minute video, and I'm seen by 25 million people. Why is our leadership who wanted to be interviewed so badly, who wanted to be on the media, who wanted to be on the news, who wanted to be everywhere, 
where are they today? Why aren't you continuing to tell our story? Why aren't you pushing into the community? This is the real fight. The, the, you've got to stop right now. We are going back to the closet because we've been successful. We are now so embarrassed because we are now being said, all right, you're equal. How are you going to add to the community? Where's your value to us? What are you doing? And they don't want to answer that question. If you're not answering the question, how do we add value to the world? How do we add value to the community? And I'll tell you, we gave up that burden, and it's embarrassing what we did. And I mean it. It's just, I can't understand it. We have succeeded beyond our wildest dreams. And I'm going to tell you the final step, the one final piece that's absolutely going to blow you away. Because what I'm about to tell you next is something I've told you was coming a long time ago. This is the burden where every pagan group can be millionaires and owning millions of dollars of property within three years. Yes, what I'm about to tell you next is going to make it possible for you to have your group own millions of dollars of property in the next three years and to be able to afford it over the next 12 years. And you know who's going to pay for it? Uncle Sam. And they're going to be glad we paid for it um, to it. Don't believe me. I've been right about it. And remember my track record. I don't talk about things I don't understand. You know, nature really is my latest company. But remember, I have been doing things for a long time. Daily Spell, Witch Spells, Psychic Chicago, and even the station. All of that is all about what we've done. Um, i got to do a better job with this music, though, because I need to take the break so that you can enjoy my coffee when you come in. And now, okay. All right, so while I'm doing that, I will say this final thing. I talk about the transmission, and the transmission is everything. And so, and what does that mean? I mean that basically um, what you believe, what you think, and what you do is extremely important. And how you think is, is very, very important. I'm playing David Wood, We Are a Circle. Back. I'll tell you my secret. Back to 
say the words. We that song and every once in a while it catches me with that one little lull in the middle and so i always think that's kind of cool and that's david we are a circle and we are definitely a circle so let me take you back to the time in the 1960s where our leadership was emerging gardenarian alexandrian Sackwick, all of these sort of moves pagan heathen druids they're all playing the games they're all kind of forming their ideas blue magic yellow magic lady shiva's out there Llewellyn was really just starting to crank out the books. We were starting to see a change. Gnostics. There was a time when the community saw itself in its diversity, in its unity. They loved they were all diverse. They all loved the fact that they were different. But they were, then they honored themselves and each other in that respect. Simple. It was a great time. And that we could get together well enough. And what happened? And I will say, I do know that if something terrible happened, and that is as we grow older and as we got more and more into our mission, we started looking for resources. And the battle for resources began to be more important than the friendships. And diversity became not only a good thing, but to be different was even better because then you deserved resources against all the other differences. And this tribalism began to set in. And by the 90s, it ripped the Chicago community apart. It ripped so many communities apart because they were all starving for resources. And everybody was dreaming, Circle Sanctuary, everybody was dreaming about land and about saving the world. So if I told you right now that basically you could save the world and get your nature sanctuary, that you could save the world and fund your temple. What if I could say that you could save the world and save nature and build a permanent income for your community? Sounds too good to be true? It's not. So the United States government, in the latest tax payoff, just announced that they set a price to carbon credits. Those people who can sequester credits means, in other words, grow life. Compost, trash, grow worms, plant trees, maintain natural land, make them so life-rich that they suck carbon out of the air at a great rate. Isn't that our dream? How much of a dream is it? They're going to allow you to create a credit for it that they will accept back to offset polluters and other people at $35 a ton. A acre of land can produce can pull at least a hundred tons of carbon out of the atmosphere each and every month. That means if you own an acre of land that you focus on sustainable action, you can create carbon credits that can be then sold, which last twelve years out in the market, to other bigger companies and now to a certain degree. Some of that money. And this is going to happen no matter if you 
participate or not, it doesn't matter. Understand this. If you don't think you're going to want to participate in this, if you think the community is going to stay out of this, right, then that's okay. Go ahead. Miss it again. Miss it where we should be at the top of this, this argument, where we should be the leading voices in the environmental movement, where these various pollution cycles, where is the pagan recycler? Where are the pagans who are in the process of, in the business of terraforming the planet? Where are they? Say the leading us. Why shouldn't this be our argument? We made this argument in the 60s. We've been warning, warning, warning. We were literally created by transmission of the goddess who sent us the signals and the messages to say that we were in trouble. And yet here we stand, standing with basically dust in our fingers of our own message being taken over by corporate interests and other people. And now they pass the corporate credit to protect us to exchange the oil companies, to get everybody else off of the other stuff, and to pay the big corporate guys money to make this exchange. Just like solar power, just like wind, just like railroads, just like everything else we do. And yet, we can participate. So if you had an acre of land requesting 100 tons of carbon a month, depending how you're doing it, you can make a lot of money from it, you will get 100 carbon credits worth $3,500. That's $70,000. With $70,000 in mortgage money on a 501 property dedicated to environmentalism, you can exchange that generally for $1.4 million property. Literally, you can start building, and you can buy an acre of land, even in the best of places, fifteen dollars or $20,000. So literally, if you can get your sequestered filing machine going, they will give you all the money that you need to maintain that and buy another acre the next year and buy another acre or two the next year or more. And even banks will then lend you money against government-based funds to buy land. Literally, there's this under this thing, and they're saying that they're going to issue need, have a need for $20 billion worth of carbon credits by 2021 to meet all the regulatory standards of Paris Accord and Kyoto in the United States. 20 mil- billion, not million, not thousand, 20 billion dollars will be, bought, be used to buy these exchanges of $35 a ton. This means under a cooperative effort of pagan groups, we could buy a billion dollars worth of property. Talk to me. I'm serious. Look it up. It's called 45Q. It, the government just handed us our issue, our burden, our duty. What we say we are supposed to do, everything about it, what the green man can beg. They're literally begging us to feed the green man. They're begging us to feed nature. They're begging us to feed Mother Gaia to save the planet. And they're willing to pay us $35 for a ton of carbon. We won. We have won the jackpot. This is the thing that you need to know. Uh, we have to get ourselves organized. We have to get our environmentalists organized. We get our auditors. I'm not saying it's going to be simple. I'm not going to say it's easy. But it is doable, and it's doable fast. And they're now sitting down so in the next couple of weeks. You, me, the entire community, be it uh, Gaia's Retreat or Circle Sanctuary or the future Corellian Cemetery, right? Yeah. Think about the tree cemetery everybody's wanting. Imagine actually getting paid to bury people. 
and knowing that your life in the cemetery is going to make sure that your family, your tradition, earns income and saves the planet simultaneously. What if all your actions be that positive towards building land? Do you want to land with animals on it? Great. Become sustainable. So I am now telling you, I've always told you that I always said the Peggy's Union was a billion-dollar market. We've won our fight. Do you believe the earth is burning? Do you think you have to minimize carbon? If you do, why aren't you doing it on a big scale? There's no money. Now that's no longer true. If you want to become a composter, if you want to be a sequester, you can write me. You know you know where I'm at. You can write me at Paganix, P-A-G-A-N-I-C-S, at gmail.com. I told you six years ago that this is coming. The transmission is very clear. The future is coming. It's simply that put. The future is absolutely coming, and it's the pagan future. We either believe in the, and can Christian apocalyptic nonsense, which is the real fight, or you believe in Gaia world. So here's what I promise you. So what is the real fight? The fight that we are living and dying under this moment. Are we going to collect planetary suicide? Are we going to allow the apocalypse to happen? Because a burden of our Christian leadership need to protect our identity. And they're going to continue to split us in every way they can in order to have their eventual genocidal war to have us all killed. Or are we going to stand up and say, right now, no more. We believe in forever. We believe in the deep future. And we're going to be political. We're going to stand up for this position. We're going to change the way our country, our world works. Because we no longer accept the idea the only way this can end is an apocalypse. That's the fight. That's the fight every pagan should be into. To save the planet and screw the apocalypse. It is time for us to do that. And everybody goes, wow, Ed, that's really kind of strident. Do you really mean that? I said, not only do I believe that's true, but remember, we have a situation where one of the most powerful countries in the world, if not the most powerful country in the world, is becoming an oppressor right before our eyes. And you've always asked, what would happen if we were caught in a situation where Nazi Germany, where the activities of Nazi Germany were being duplicated in the United States? When they tell me that you want your children under armed teachers, not just a threat of that, don't do your homework, I might shoot you. That's the message you're telling them, that military oppression is an acceptable force than trying to minimize the violence. The battle's on. Are you part of what side of the battle are you on? Are you going to be join the transmission? Are you going to join me in fighting it? Are you going to join me in believing in this? Are you going to join me right now in saying, I believe in the future, and I'm going to do everything in my power to save the planet, and I'm going to let spirit find the way. I'm going to let the goddess God me. And if the God gives me a mission, I promise I'm going to scream and I'm going to shout it and I'm going to do everything in my power so that when this, is, this life is said and done, I will know that this world is worth me reincarnating into. Is this world the world you want to reincarnate into? And if it's not, let's make it. You hear that powerful drum, that drumming. You know, we, we know how the world drums. Ugh. You know, the world drums, and so, yay. Um, 
so drum it, so be it. So let me do this last bit in closing. I want to thank you for being with me tonight on the transmission. Out of Convocation 2018, we're having a great time. It's been really cool to be in this energy here. And the truth is, it doesn't matter what you do, except it means everything because you are personally a god. You're all the god anyone is ever going to know. You're, and everybody else around you is amongst the god. Is this the place you want to be? And I'm going to finish this off tonight with bringing in the light, Cecilia. Let's begin by bringing in the light. Yeah, bring in the light. Been in the darkness for too long. Yeah, bring in the light. Bring in the light by the way of the song. It's the love that gives, turns to happiness. Bring it in the joy. Bring it in the light. Bring it in the I'm dropping the worry, I'm dropping the shame, I'm dropping the guilt, I'm dropping the blame, I'm dropping the walls, I'm dropping the windows, dropping the doors. I'm dropping who's wrong, I'm dropping who's right, I'm dropping my put them up and fight. I'm dropping the roof, I'm dropping the porch, I'm dropping the floors. And I'm bringing in the light. I'm dropping the plot, I'm dropping the twist me up in knots I'm dropping the past prevailing over what's in store I'm dropping the scarcity of enough I'm dropping that constellated stuff I'm dropping the points, I'm dropping the game I'm dropping the score And I'm bringing in the light Been in the darkness for too long I'm bringing in the Legacy building, helping finance 
this whole network so we can bring out the truth, so we can bring out the news, so we can be part of the life that you want. Because after all, right now, the only news that is important to listen to is the news that is important to you to understand. Where's your community? Where's your reflection? Please consider a 501c3 donation to the Daily Spell Network and help us go to the parliament. And with that, pleasant night. I'll be back next week. Um, and Vocus is uh, celebrated, what, three years on the air, and they just celebrated that. We'll see how they're going to begin their fourth year. I'm expecting a lot from them. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight.